Balmy, isn't it? Balmy's the word. So three, lad. <laughs> Humid. It's like Korea. I don't want to hear your war stories, not tonight. <laughs> what was that? Relax. A fox caught a rabbit, that's all, or an owl did, maybe. Either way, some wee beastie just caught it. <sighs> I hate this place. We're not paid to like it, lad. Not paid enough, full stop. Not after what happened to Streetsy. Eh? Now, if Streetsy's too hammered to miss the electric fence, that's his lookout. That's not what happened, and you know it. Every night they do a test run, that thing comes back. Mr Chilton, we're ready. Yes, good. Submerge the superconductor coils and activate circuits one through four. Sir. Circuits one through four activated, sir. We're ready to begin the next run. Proceed. Set current at 30,000 amps. Understood. Again. And that means that thing will come again too. Rubbish, lad. You've been spending too much time doing that ruddy pub. There's, there's no such thing as... Ghosts. No. Then what the hell's that, eh? Stay where you are, laddie. What are you doing? Orders are to fall back and sound the alarm. Then you run along. I want a look at this thing. Increase current to 40,000 amps. Red sir. Increase the current, I said. Do it now. Report. Sir, the perimeter alarm's been activated, so I've ordered a full shutdown. You've done what? That, that is unacceptable. You have exceeded your authority. <laughs> Don't! You can ruin everything. 
What's happening out there? What? Really? How bad? Oh. Oh, I see. Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, uh, tragedy. Keep me informed, will you? <laughs> it works. It works. Soon, my old friend. Soon. Yes. I thought there was a heat wave due at some point this decade. This must be it. I take it that's the place. Well, that's it, all right. The Dowell Tor Superconductivity Lab. What a blot on the landscape. Well, I have to confess I agree with you. And what's more, I'm picking up a rather strange energy residue somewhere in the vicinity. What is that? A Geiger counter? A pocket spectrometer. Just a little gadget of my own devising. Do you think whatever it's picking up is coming from the laboratory? It does seem the likeliest source, yes. Ah, there's the eponymous Dowell Tor itself. Impressive, isn't it? Quite the geological marvel. Oh, if the famous ghost doesn't get you, it looks like a nice spot for a picnic. Or a sunbathe. <laughs> well, somehow I doubt we'll have time for either activity. Let alone chasing your imaginary phantom. <laughs> oh, spoil sport. Actually, St. Michael's this way. We don't want to keep the Brigadier waiting. Oh, hang on. Can't we take the TARDIS? Oh, really, Sarah? It's a beautiful day. The exercise will do us both some good. Oh, all right. I suppose we can burn off those cream teas we haven't had yet. Rather warm, isn't it? Oh, I bet you're regretting that velvet jacket now. <laughs> Never. It breathes perfectly well. And thankfully, the village isn't much further. Well, speaking of which, I wonder what the locals have to say about it all. About the laboratory, I mean? And the rest. My dear Sarah, I'm sure the local folklore is utterly fascinating, but we're here on official unit business. Oh, you may be, but I'm here to tell the readers of Metropolitan Magazine why South Devon is the new Mallorca. Officially. Though, if I can bring my editor some extra copy about the Dowell Tor spook, so much the better. Your editor sounds like my old friend Sir Walter Scott. He was never satisfied even with the most beautiful scenery unless he could connect it with some local legend. That does sound like him. I wonder if they're related. <laughs> <laughs> we'd never make it. <laughs> Sorry about that. It was rather further than I thought. At least no one had to send out a search party. Uh, at least we found the pub. No doubt we'll find the brigadier inside. A wild hunt. What do you think that refers to? Uh, more ghost stories for your editor, I suspect. Shall we? Afternoon. Hello there. 
what can I get you both? Uh, two very large glasses of water, please. Come in right up. Oh, I can't see the brigadier. Can you? Doctor, Miss Smith, over here. Ah, there he is. Where on earth have you two been? I was expecting you here an hour ago. Yes, well... <clears throat> Sorry about that. We took the scenic route. Scenic route? This isn't a holiday, Doctor. Yes, well, it couldn't be helped, old chap. I see. Here you go. Oh, thank you. Oh. Oh. the same again for me, if you wouldn't mind. Shall I put that on your tab, Alistair? Oh, um, uh, yes, yes, why not? Thank you, Olive. Tab, Brigadier? Alistair? How long have you been here, exactly? I'm lodging here, Doctor. Came down yesterday morning and decided to pay an impromptu visit to the Daltor lab, ahead of today's inspection. And? And I succeeded in aggravating the project leader, to tell you the truth. He's not a man who appreciates governmental interference. Treats that laboratory like his own little fiefdom. Who is he? His name's Chilton. Brilliant chap, but rather eccentric, you might say. As these scientists often are. Thank you. Oh, no offence to you, Doctor. None taken, I'm sure. Anyway, he's particularly annoyed that Unit's been called in. Thinks it's a case of administrative overkill. Those were his exact words to me yesterday. Why has Unit been called in? Because of this so-called accident. You see, the lab was built near Dal Tor, despite local protests. And for a while now, the Ministry's been getting reports of strange occurrences on site. From personnel, mind you, not just the villagers. Oh, wh what sort of strange occurrences? That's what we're here to find out, Miss Smith. There you are. Thank you. Oh, excuse me. It's Olive, isn't it? Yes, miss. Do you mind if I ask you what you make of all this business up at the laboratory? You mean the rumours? Oh, it's all superstition, far as I can tell. But a lot of the elder folk are blaming old Dowl for the trouble. Old Dowl? The local word for devil, Sarah. Oh, that's right. He's meant to be a sprite or spirit that haunts the tour, and he's only ever seen in the coldest winters. But this is one of the hottest summers on record. Exactly. My family has lived in these parts for over 200 years, and if there were a ghost, trust me, we plim trees would know about it. Unquestionably. If you ask me, what they've got up there is a good old-fashioned labour dispute. The word is, the top dog up there is a right tyrant. Hmm. Thanks. She's not wrong, either. But the funny thing is, the reports that have leaked out of that place do suggest that since the preliminary tests began, strange things really have started happening. Culminating in the death of that poor security guard last week. Precisely. Even so, blaming it all on a vengeful nature sprite does sound pretty far-fetched. Far-fetched is our speciality, Miss Smith. Wouldn't you say so, Doctor? Yes, indeed. I look forward to seeing this superconductor for myself. Then let's not waste any more time. We'd better head up to the lab anyway before Mr. Chilton blows another gasket. I left a detachment of my men on guard. It nearly sent him apoplectic. But we've only just got here. Don't worry, we'll take my jeep. You'll find the doctor's scenic route a lot faster that way. Before we get there, a word of warning. Let me guess. This Chilton fellow has horns and a forked tail. I'm quite serious. This superconductor project is of great importance to the Ministry. And Chilton's the key to the whole show. 
so be on your guard. Our presence is entirely discretionary. One wrong word and he's liable to send us packing. From what you've told us, I'm surprised he hasn't already. That's the funny thing. He practically had until I mentioned I wanted my scientific advisor to see the place. He seems particularly interested to meet you, Doctor. Does he now? I must say, the feeling's decidedly mutual. Good Lord! He's lying in wait for us! Brace yourselves. Brigadier, you're punctual when invited. Yes, well, good morning, Mr. Chilton. May I introduce my scientific advisor, the... the doctor, yes. Oh, how do you do? I'm very well, thank you. Tell me, have we ever met? Not to my knowledge. How odd. I almost feel as though we have. I'm sure I would have remembered. Yes, quite. And you must be Miss Sarah Jane Smith. Yes, that's right, Mr. Chilton. How, uh, how did you know? <laughs> I have my sources. Hmm. You and me both. Right, Brigadier. Let's get this inspection of yours over with, as I'm sure you appreciate my time is precious. Doctor, Miss Smith, walk this way. As I told the Minister, the accident we had here was the result of a perimeter guard ignoring a direct order. I'm sure you'll find our safety measures here to be thoroughly exacting. That's what we are here to see for ourselves. Then observe. Access to the lab is by key code only. The code changes daily and is known only to core personnel. In the event of accident or incursion, armoured shield doors are lowered, sealing off the complex from the outside world. This way. Oh, it's nice and cool in here. As you'll soon discover, Miss Smith, it's even cooler in here than you think. Oh? Yes, we can genuinely boast that this complex is one of the coldest places on Earth. Let me show you. Our main activity here at Dal Tor is the testing and development of new superconductive materials. And this is where we do it. This place is remarkable. I'm so glad it meets with your approval, Doctor. Well, let's see how the tour goes before we draw any conclusions, shall we? Right you are. As you know, when certain materials are reduced to a sufficiently low temperature, their resistance to electricity vanishes. These vats below us contain liquid helium. We use them to carry out our experiments at minus 270 degrees Celsius. That's only three degrees warmer than absolute zero, sir. Or about the same temperature as deep space. Duly noted. What sort of materials do you use, Mr. Chilton? Oh, we've worked our way through all the usual suspects. But right now, we're experimenting with a new alloy of my own devising. New alloy, I see. 
Are you all right there, Doctor? Perfectly well, my dear fellow. Just, um, uh, just scanning. Mm-hmm. Be my guest. I trust you're not detecting anything untoward? Um, um, no. As a matter of fact, nothing at all. Splendid. Then shall we continue? Certainly. Doctor. As I was saying, the benefits of our work to mankind are obvious, and our safety measures are necessarily extreme. As well as working at super-low temperatures, we also deal in huge amounts of power. Any questions before we move on? No, you've been most comprehensive. Come now. I mean on the subject you've all been so studiously avoiding. Our local monster. Yes. Well, our anonymous complainant did say that the uh, disturbances did occur during your more recent experiments. <laughs> really? Brigadier? Some of our security guards have become as bad as the villagers. If you ask me, it's a rumor encouraged by the environmental lobby. They've never forgiven us for building so close to their precious tour. Wait a moment. Why don't we test the theory? What do you mean? We have our next full run scheduled for tonight. But as you're here, why not witness one now? That should put the Minister's mind at rest, surely? Well, if it doesn't cause your team any problems? No, I insist upon it. It'll be something you won't forget, I assure you. I'm game. Excellent. Brigadier? Yes, that's very good of you, Chilton. I'm sure we'd be delighted. Trust me. The pleasure will be all mine. Welcome to the Control Center. Here we have the eyes and ears of the entire complex. Most impressive. And the nose and throat too, by the looks of things. Again, you're more right than you know. We have instruments here that monitor the very air itself. It seems you're leaving nothing to chance. A man in my position can't afford to. This is Chilton. Prepare for an immediate demonstration. Now, sir? That's what I said. A full system run, now. Hopefully, once you've seen this installation in action, all your questions will be answered. We're ready, sir. Then let's not delay. Submerge coils and activate all circuits. Very good, sir. The superconductive material is now being enclosed in the liquid helium envelope. And we are now charging it with current. Increase power. Places is that? Call the brigadier, quick! Right. That's curious. I'm picking up that odd particle signature again. What's that, Doctor? On my spectrometer here. I say, Chilton, what's this alloy of yours comprised of exactly? Ah, now there you have me, Doctor. To tell you the honest truth, it's not an alloy at all. No? Then what is it? As a matter of fact, it's a coil of pure Hadesium. Hadesium? But that's impossible! Oh, 
You think so, do you? This is Greyhound 1, over. The perimeter's under attack, sir. How many hostiles do you have? I can't count any, sir. Just its footprints. But whatever's leaving them just made mincemeat in the perimeter fence. They're coming this way. See if you can't send attacking. Yes, sir. Out. Fire at will! We seem to be under attack. I'd better get you civilians out of here. Not yet. Shut this thing down, Chilton. Immediately. No chance, Doctor. We've only just got started. My dear fellow, I don't know how you came by it, but Hadesium is more dangerous than you can imagine. <laughs> you do me a disservice. Listen to me. It's a volatile element not native to this planet. You're expelling its magnetic flux field and sending it critical. Couldn't have put it better myself. I have no idea, Miss Smith, but it's time you got clear. Doctor? For pity's sake, man, reverse the polarity before it's too late. You'll find I'm in charge here, Doctor. Then I'll have to do it for you. Get back! Chilton, what the devil do you think you're playing at? Shut up, Ledbridge Stewart. This doesn't concern you. Doctor, Miss Smith, I've waited such a long time for this. Goodbye. Let go of me! Brigadier! Don't just stand by, you idiot! Run! What about you? Sarah, he's right. Come on, hurry! We can't just leave him. We're not going to. Faster, Sarah. We haven't a moment to lose. Oh, must be insane. He certainly gave that impression. Oh no, that sounded like trouble. Yes, we've got to get out of range of all this havoc. What about the Brigadier? He's trapped in there. The TARDIS. Come on, it's the only way to save him. Quickly, inside. I should be able to get the old girl to make a short spatial hop. I'll try to land us directly inside the control room. More trouble? It's that barrage of negative hadesium particles. They're interfering with the dematerialization circuit. Unless the reactions stop from inside that laboratory, we can't land. Oh, oh, try not to blow us up in the process. The particles are too concentrated. Much more of this will have a burnout. Oh, no. What is it? The old girl isn't having it. She's pulled rank on me. Come again? It's an automatic emergency shift. We're being taken out of the particle range. There's nothing I can do. Doctor, come out and look. Ah, interesting. Interesting? It's freezing. 
Where are we? Where? We haven't moved, Sarah. See? There's the tour. But what's happened to the lab? It's gone. On the contrary, it hasn't been built yet. You said something about... Rather than take us out of range in space, the TARDIS took us out of range in time. Just as I thought. To the other end of that energy residue's presence on Earth. But I thought that was all Chilton's doing. Clearly not. Most intriguing. So what do we do about the Brigadier? Don't worry. You could say that at this moment, time is on our side. I think the best way we can help the Brigadier in the future is to find the source of that energy residue here in the past. If you say so. In which case, I'm going to need to put on something warmer. I don't suppose you know when this is, do you? Yes, as a matter of fact. In calculating the space-time jump, the TARDIS has been necessarily precise. It's the morning of Friday the 9th of February, 1855, which means Queen Victoria is on the throne and the Crimean War is raging. And if memory serves, Lord Palmerston became Prime Minister on Tuesday. You missed out the most relevant bit of news. Oh? And what's that? The weather report. It's been snowing. (laughs) Yes, and it's been snowing. (laughs) Well, what do you think? The fur coat's a good fit. Yes, it is rather snazzy. Whose was it? It used to be mine, actually. You must have been a lot smaller. Actually, I was. Shall we? Right, let's get going. Be careful, won't you? Oh, said the pot to the kettle. (laughs) Doctor, look. What? Footprints. Hoofprints, you mean? Large ones. And from the placement of those track marks, whatever made them seems to be bipedal. Yes, they came down from somewhere near the tor up there and head off over there. Ah, I think we'd definitely better follow these. But they must go on for miles. And we really will have earned those cream teas, won't we? (laughs) (gasps) Doctor! Get down! Stay where you are. Move a muscle and we'll blow you both to kingdom come. find us much more inclined to introduce ourselves when we're on our feet, sir. Very well. Up you get. Well, 
I am known as the Doctor, and may I present Miss Sarah Jane Smith. How do you do? Now, who are you? I, sir, am the owner of this land, and you are trespassing. Oh, can't you see we got lost in the snow? Lost in the snow, my girl? I can tell from your tracks you came from that blue cabinet over there, and that you must have been inside it for quite some time. Now look, my dear fellow, why don't you aim that ten board at the ground and tell us what this fuss is about? So you know your weapons, do you? Done much in the way of hunting? Well, in a manner of speaking, yes. But generally, I prefer to live and let live. Now, if you don't mind, it's awfully chilly out here, and we'd like to be on our way. You'll be on your way when I give you leave, sir. Oh, come on, this is ridiculous. The lady is quite right. I assure you we've done nothing wrong. Maybe you have, and maybe you haven't. But until we've found our quay, neither of you are leaving my sight. Oh? And who is this unfortunate you're pursuing? Who, sir? The devil! Meltdown averted. Oh, and there's my old friend. At last. Drop the weapon. Then kick it towards me. No, I don't think so. It won't be the first time I've shot a man, Chilton. A man, Brigadier? I think you'll find my reflexes faster than those of any man you've ever encountered. See what I mean? You know, I really would love to explain all this to you. I really would. But, well, at the end of the day, you don't matter. Still struggling to fight on oh, no. There. Take it. Die with a gun in your hand. Makes no difference to me. I am not dead yet. Oh, please. Now you're just making sport out of it. It's no use, Brigadier. You're trapped in my killing jar, and only I know the code to release us. Give me the code. One has to admire your spirit. The code, Chilton! No, not until I've won my prize. Chilton! Chilton! That was a hell of a jump. I think my toes are going to fall off. I'm sorry about this, Sarah. Oh, it's not your fault, is it? Go on ahead, Bargain. See what they're baying about. Yes, my lord. Oh, so you're a lord, are you? I am Sir Basil Hexworthy, the squire of these parts, and you really must be lost. Look, how much further do you intend to make us go? Until we find the end of these confounded tracks. Not before. Oh, surely you can't think they're anything to do with us? We'll see. 
a good mind to chuck a snowball at the back of his head. He'll drag us halfway across Devonshire at this rate. I told you these footprints went on for miles, didn't I? Didn't I, Doctor? What is it? That's it. Why didn't I see it immediately? 1855. What about it? The 9th of February, 1855. Do you know, I think we've stumbled right into the middle of the Great Devon Mystery. Oh, have we? And what's that when it's at home? And you a journalist? I thought you liked ghost stories. I do. I just don't like being in them. Go on. This winter has been one of the coldest on record, with deep blizzards and heavy frosts. And last night, something extraordinary happened. What? As the people of Devon were sleeping in their beds, thousands and thousands of hoofprints appeared in the snow. They carried on for miles and miles, through gardens and fields, over roofs and haystacks, even over the highest walls. Wait, you mean the devil's footprints, don't you? That story they always shove in books on unsolved mysteries. That was this. That's now. Yes, Sarah. And suddenly we're part of it. But I thought it was all made up. Or a hoax, like uh, like the Cottingley Fairies or the predictions of Nostradamus. Well, on the contrary, Sarah. It seems that it was... is... very real. How intriguing. Sir Basil, over here, look. Come on. Well? The prints have changed direction, sir. Ah, so they have. They also appear to have picked up pace. See? They become deeper at the front and shallower at the back. Whatever left them was probably alarmed by those dogs of yours. Then it fears us. I take that as a good sign, don't you? Not really. What precisely do you intend to do if you catch up with this thing? Aim your pea shooter at it? This pea shooter is a muzzle-loaded two-groove double rifle made by Dixon of Edinburgh. And with it I've bagged lions, leopards, a quagga, a giraffe and over a hundred elephants. Whatever's out there, I'll have it stuffed and mounted over my fireplace by Shrove Tuesday. Somehow I doubt that. So do I. Parkin, it looks to me like the tracks head straight into that clump of trees over there. Uh, yes, my lord. That scratches cops. Then it's probably hiding inside. Well, send in the hounds, and when it breaks cover, we'll give it both barrels. Yes, sir. <laughs> What's so funny? I was about to recall a particularly memorable incident from the Devil's Hoofprints affair, but I think we're about to witness it firsthand. What the hell? Oh, you don't sound very sure of that. Should we go and see for ourselves? Why the hesitation, my lord? I thought your pea shooter was made by Dixon of Edinburgh. Well, well, well. The tracks end here. Then where did it go? Well, the damn thing can't just have flown all, can it? Who can say? We have no idea what it looks like. Ah, that's curious. What in heaven's name is that? A spectrometer, Sir Basil. A scientific instrument. Oh, well, and what's it telling you? Absolutely nothing. Well, of course not. Either way, I think your little hunting party's over, don't you? I suppose so. 
Uh, all right, that's that man. We've all earned our beer for one day. Uh, Doctor, you and uh, Miss um, uh, Smith are free to go. Oh, thank you so much. Yes, well, good day. All right, where do you think it went? I don't really know, but it's definitely emitting low levels of hadesium radiation. Radiation? It's not dangerous, fortunately. Oh, good. But where did it go? Go? I have a sneaking suspicion it took to the trees. You mean it could still be up there somewhere? Quite possibly. Come on, let's get out of here. Chilton! Chilton! It's no good hiding! Come on out! Chilton! What the Oh dear, oh dear. You'll have to do better than that if you want to stay alive in this game. I have the soul and the spirit of a hunter, and you're just another of my prey. We'll see about that! That's quite the weapon you have there. Extraterrestrial, I presume. You have a good eye. Give it up, Lethbridge Stewart. Your weapon is centuries behind mine. Then why don't we settle this hand to hand? <laughs> really now? I have, as they say, bigger fish to fry than you. Goodbye, Brigadier. You played well, Brigadier, but not well enough. Ah. And now, for the main event. I think you'll find, Mr. Chilton, that this game is not over yet. Well, here we are again. And apart from the lack of television aerials, the old place hasn't changed much, has it? Should we try the pub again? Why not? last. It's busy. I see they haven't installed the fruit machine yet either. <laughs> we might have to wait a good century and a half for that. And you're right, it's quite the crowd. Most of the community by the looks of things. They're scared. This thing's caused quite a panic, hasn't it? Panic? Now there's the very word. It comes from the name of the Greek god Pan who stalked the woods and hills with cloven hooves and filled any human he came across with terror. Oh, you're not seriously suggesting there's a Greek god behind all this, are you? No, but there's clearly a connection between this mystery and the disaster back at the lab. And if we're to save the Brigadier, we'd better get to the bottom of it. On empty stomachs? Oh, if 
If only we had some Victorian money, we could buy something warm to drink. Maybe even something to eat. My dear Sarah Jane, you don't think I'd leave the TARDIS without some of the local currency, dear? <laughs> Thank goodness. Come on. Oh, that's better. I can feel my fingers again. What do we do now? Our first step, so to speak, is to talk to someone in authority. That Sir Basil seems to think he has the authority around here. Yes, I was thinking of finding someone a little more amenable. Mm. I don't like this. Looks like they're all about ready to storm Castle Frankenstein. Yes, this place is a tinderbox, all right. All it would take is one stray spark. Oh, goodness me. How unexpected to hear an educated voice in the wild hunt. I'm sorry? He means you, Doctor. Hello. Hello, my dear. Doctor, eh? Well, yes, as a matter of fact. Capital. Oh, I do beg your pardon. I'm Mr. Woolsgrove, the vicar. Oh, delighted. I'm the, uh, <clears throat> Smith. Uh, Dr. John Smith. And this is Miss Smith, my, um... Uh, his niece. His youngest niece. Hmm, well, yes, quite. A pleasure, Miss Smith. What a thing it must be to find yourself here at so extraordinary a time. Exley St. Michael's usually such a sleepy place. Oh, that hasn't been our experience of it so far. I imagine not. Um, if you don't mind my asking, what brings you to the area? Dal Tor, as a matter of fact. We have an interest in its folklore. Ah, a fellow antiquarian. Well, I wouldn't invoke old Dowl too loudly today, or you're liable to cause a riot. We were saying, everyone does seem very nervous. Ah, which reminds me, that's why I'm here. Well, excuse me a moment. Quiet, please! Quiet, please! Good afternoon, everybody. In the light of recent events, I shall be delivering an emergency sermon in ten minutes. I expect to see all of you there. Thank you. Doctor, Miss Smith, you're most welcome to attend as well. Thank you. We'd be delighted. Oh, how splendid. An emergency sermon? What good will that do? Let's see, shall we? read enough Charles Dickens, but was it usual to moor weather balloons to church steeples in this era? No, Sarah, I can't say it was. That's something else to ask the Reverend about. My friends, it is true that we find ourselves in a strange situation. There is talk throughout the county of mysterious footprints in the snow. They walk up walls, they say, over rooftops and even across frozen ponds and lakes. And some otherwise sensible people, none of whom are present, I'm sure, have been spreading the groundless rumour that these so-called hoof marks 
suggests the presence of the evil one. My dear people, far more likely than a visitation from the enemy, far more plausible than the notion of old Nick dancing over haystacks, is the very real possibility that at this very minute, perhaps in Exeter or Dawlish, Exmouth or Sandy Bay, there is, even as we speak, a menagerie door swinging wide on its hinges and an escaped kangaroo on the loose. <laughs> an escaped kangaroo? Oh, come on, that's just silly. On the contrary, Sarah. Look around you. It's extremely clever of you. I see what you mean. He's done the trick, hasn't he? Well, the natives certainly seem pacified for the time being. There's that doctor, fella. And there's the girl. What do we do? You heard what the chief said. You mean his lordship? I mean the chief. We wait till they're alone. Ah, Doctor, Miss Smith. I, I hope you enjoyed my little address. Oh, we certainly did, Vicar. And so did everyone else, it seems. Well, soothing the flock is the larger part of the job, you know. And what about balloons? Balloons? Oh, yeah, that. <laughs> well, I I'm something of an amateur meteorologist in my spare time, and that dirigible, when it's finished, should help me collect some valuable data on the weather. It's filled with hydrogen gas, lighter than air, of course. I get it from a supplier down at Devonport Dockyard. Amazing. No, it's entirely experimental, you understand, but I have high hopes for it. It's remarkable, sir. It's always fascinating to meet a fellow scientist. Well, quite. I say, why don't you both accompany me back to the vicarage for some afternoon tea? What with all this hoo-ha, I'd welcome some level-headed company. Sarah? Oh, we'd be delighted. What do we do now? We follow them. has always been a fascination of mine, ever since I was a boy. Really? But this winter has been something else entirely. How so? A fresh blanket of snow came down last night and the River X has completely frozen over. Mark my words. There's more to it than that. Oh, oh Mrs. Blintree! Oh, hello, Vicar. I've taken the liberty of inviting these good people to tea. How do you do? Hello. I do hope that's all right, Mrs. Plimtree. It's your vicarage, sir. <clears throat> May I present Mrs. Plimtree, my housekeeper? This is the doctor and Miss Smith. Mrs. Plimtree. <laughs> Pleased to make your acquaintance, I'm sure. Charmed, madam. Come along. We're this way. Thank you. I was just telling them about the river, Mrs. Plimtree. People are throwing parties out on the ice, so I've heard. Oh, must be pretty frozen, then. Oh, I don't hold with such foolhardiness. If you step out onto ice, no matter how thick it may look, you're tempting fate, you are. I heartily agree with you, madam. <laughs> As if we haven't enough to contend with in this wicked cold. Mind a step now. At least we've a horseshoe above the door. I do hope the seed of my sermon hasn't fallen on stony ground, Mrs. Plimtree. 
If you're suggesting that because St. Dunstan shot the devil, a horseshoe will protect us, then I'm very disappointed. Not at all, sir. Our problems are flesh and bone enough. Mrs. Nempton was telling me how, over in Woodbury, poor Danny Plummer... He's the village innocent, Miss Smith. Poor Danny was set upon by a hunting party from Topsham. Is he all right? His head will mend, my dear. But it serves the silly fool right for decking himself in goose feathers and wandering the woods at night, so it does. Yes, quite. Let me take your hats and coats. I shall leave you in Mr. Woolsgrove's safe hands and see about that tea. Oh, dear Mrs. Plimtree, I wouldn't dare to accuse her of being the village gossip, but she is without doubt its most efficient gatherer and disseminator of information. <laughs> yes, I can well imagine. Actually, why don't I go and help her? But you're my honoured guest, my dear. Oh, I thought I might be more useful that way. Ah, yes, that's a lovely gesture, Sarah. Why don't you do just that? See you later. Hmm, what a thoughtful girl your niece is, Doctor. Uh, my study's through here. Of all the places they could hold up, they had to pick the vicarage. We'll go round the back. Tell the man to be ready. Well, how nice. Doctor, you'll forgive my asking, but are you really here for the folklore? In a manner of speaking. Look, you're clearly an intelligent and perceptive man. We're here because of those footprints in the snow. You came here remarkably quickly, if that's true. There we get around. Would you believe me if I told you there's a rational, albeit unlikely, explanation for those footprints? Not to mention a very real danger. Well, let us say that I am prepared to consider evidence and accept it, if it satisfies me. Thank you, that's all I ask. Do you have any evidence? No, but I may be able to demonstrate my theory if I can find more of those tracks. Then what do you want from me? I was hoping you might be able to use your influence and provide us with some guides. My dear Dr. Smith. Take a look at this. Exeter is here, Topsham is here, and we are here. As far as I can gather, these footprints have been found everywhere between them, and, and even as far north as Coombe Tracy, it would be an impossible task. It just so happens that I have a scientific apparatus that would make the task relatively simple. I'm sorry, Doctor, but I really don't think I can help you. If it's that sort of help you're after, I'd inquire up at the manor. Well, you mean Squire Hexworthy? <laughs> yes, we've met. You have? When? Earlier today. He was out looking as well, the old brute. Um, Sir Basil happens to be a very good friend. Oh, my dear fellow, do forgive me. It's just that he... Well, he practically kidnapped us this morning. He did what? Oh, I, I'm so sorry. Please, I must apologise on his behalf. The, the truth be told, we're, we're not really talking at the moment. I, I've been cataloguing his library in my spare time, but since he's got his new house guest up at the manor... I can't say I've felt at all welcome. 
The Hexworthies aren't a bookish clan. It's mainly game records, to be honest. I, I, I don't know why I bother with him. I really don't. Reverend Mr. Woolsgrove, I don't think for one moment that his satanic majesty is paying your parish a visit. But I tell you, there is something out there. And it must be found. Will you help me? I suppose I can talk to Basil for you. He's the best person to help by far, and trust me, his bark really is much worse than his bite. It really is most pleasant to have some female company in the house for a change. It's most pleasant to be here, Mrs. Plimtree. I hope this hoofprints business hasn't alarmed you too much. It's all winter's tales and superstition. You mark my words. Mind you, I'll be barring the windows and locking the doors tonight all the same. Oh, that's what I'm missing. Jam. You see to the clotted cream and I'll go and find the jam. Right. You can't have scones without a nice spot of jam, that's what I always say. Oh, is that a window come unstuck? Or does someone pass over my grave? What? Who? <laughs> Oi, get off, you! Oh. Sarah! Oh, oh, dear. Oh. Mrs. Plimtree, what's wrong? Where's Sarah? Oh, no, sir. Those brutes have taken her. What? Then I must get after them. They're on horseback, dear fellow. You'll never catch them up. I will if I cut across that field. But the snow must be two feet deep. It'll take you an age. Mrs. Plimtree... May I possibly borrow your tea tray? Well, I... 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 I promise you I'll bring it straight back. Wait! You can't! It's not a sledge! It is now, madam. Oh, Oh, my goodness! I say, look at the old fellow go! Another step and you're dead. Chilton! It appears you have me at a disadvantage, sir. Now that's a situation we simply have to rectify.
move another step and you're dead. Chilton! It appears you have me at a disadvantage, sir. Now that's a situation we simply have to rectify. Where's Sarah? The girl, she's safe, but it's you I wanted to see. Our mutual friend, the squire, mentioned you. Oh, you're the new house guest. And you are most intriguing. I think you might be able to help me. Take a seat. Now look here. The wing-back chair by the fire. Hands on your knees where I can see them. If you insist. Far more comfortable, don't you agree? Most civilised. Which is more than I can say for your method of invitation. Or the decor. Most of the decor. My host is a man who needs must parade his skills as a huntsman, such as they are. He calls this his trophy room. Quite a paltry assortment, if you ask me. Personally, I'd sooner admire a stag than shoot it. Then clearly, you are no hunter. As to my method of invitation, a baited trap is always the most effective. And a few moments ago, you called me Chilton. With the name you're going by about 120 years from now. Ah, a time traveller, no less. Matters become clearer. But do you mean to tell me I'm still here in, what, 1970? 80? Around then, yes. We shall have to see about that. Chilton, eh? Does have a, a certain ring to it, I suppose. Now, who are you? Where have you come from? And why are you here? My name is the Doctor, and since you ask, I'm here to avert a disaster of your making. Everything all right in here, Thrain, old chap? Leave us in peace, you craven dot. Yeah, but I... I said I... get out! Right you are. Blasted locals. Act as if they ran the place. When in reality, you do, I take it, Mr. Thrain. Blast that squire's loose tongue. It's Lord, actually, though I don't insist upon it. But you are indeed addressing no lesser a personage than Thrain of Synthrus. Synthrus? You mean the second planet of the Vel system? And I thought Sir Basil was a well-travelled man. That at least explains your exceptional lifespan. What are you doing here, of all places? All in good time. Sir Basil may be a frightful bore, but he does tell me you have a device that may be of use to me. A tracking device. As soon as I'd learned that, well, I simply had to engineer this meeting. Do you mean you've gone to all this trouble to ask me for my spectrometer? I don't ask, Doctor. I demand. I see. So you've been hunting for that creature all this time, have you? Why? What is it? How refreshing to discover you don't know everything. That creature, that fearsome beast roaming the wild, is known as an ice walker. Sir Basil fancies he might be able to best it himself, but that's only because he has no idea what he's dealing with. They are a fierce and solitary energy-based life form, native to the coldest regions of my homeworld. Few survive now, except in the darkling wastes of the northern magnetic ranges. This one and I have been stranded on Earth, and I must slay it in single combat. Why? To regain my honor and my title, and to win my freedom from exile on this primitive planet. Oh, it's not so bad when you get used to it. And what would you know of the shame of banishment? More than you think. Now look here, old chap. Why don't you let me help you? I could take you anywhere you like in the galaxy and no one need get hurt. The Ice Walker must die at my hand or I am nothing. 
My tribunal afforded me limited Syntheran weaponry to complete my task. A single pulse energy rifle, 12 proton grenades, and a particle resonator. They are all the tools I have to save my honor. That resonator wouldn't release Hadesium particles by any chance? Very good, Doctor. The Ice Walkers are fiercely territorial creatures, and a Hadesium field out of sync with their own signals that a rival is nearby. It drives them into a frenzy, you mean? Like you wouldn't believe. Oh, I've seen the results of it. So, you have the squire and his men under your power? Through bribery and just a little intimidation. And you have the means to attract the creature and to kill it? Yes. But your tribunal didn't give you the means to follow it? Precisely. Which must make the recent snows quite handy. Yes, up to a point. But doesn't it also make using my spectrometer cheating? Do not provoke me, Doctor. A hunter uses any fresh means that present themselves. Do they indeed? Now hand over that tracking device. Or must I take it from your still warm corpse? Right. What have we here? Oh well. Ah. Last. like we're both trapped in here, doesn't it, old fellow? Let me out! Hey! You can't keep me locked up like this! This, this is England! Please stop shouting, Miss Smith. I know where we are. Uh, thank you very much. Let me out of here, Sir Basil! You've no right to hold me captive! It won't be for much longer, I assure you. Now, please, I'm... Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Sir Basil! Sir Basil! Oh! Grunt! <gasps> Oops. That was an expensive game of dominoes. Well, it's a way out, but it's a long way up. Oh well, nothing ventured. Get down from there! Stop! Come back! Sorry, bye! My lord, the girl's got out. Is she loose in the house? No, she's somewhere outside. Well, how the deuce did she manage that? She toppled all the shelves in the pantry and smashed the transom window, sir. Oh, well, then leave her be, for heaven's sake. She's already served her purpose. Well, shouldn't we go after her? What for, man? 
The only place you can go is the village. little bird. You must be frozen after death. Oh, my dear Miss Smith. Thank goodness you're safe. Where's the doctor? He must be up at the manor. Oh, didn't you see him? No. They locked me up in the pantry. Oh, those wicked ruffians. I can scarcely believe it. Believe it or not, Reverend, but something must be done. Can't we send for the police? No, my dear. We'd be waiting all week for them to arrive. But we must do something. That's right, my girl. We'll just have to go up there and get him back ourselves. Right. We can hardly form a pitchfork-wielding mob, Mrs. Plimtree. Yes, we can, Reverend. It won't take half an hour. Then let's get on with it. But we... I, uh, oh, very well. I'll see who's willing to help us down at the Wild Hunt, and you two try the blue ball. Right you are, sir. Come with me, Miss Smith. Never fear. We'll get the doctor back. Folks have had quite enough of the new regime up at Exworthy Hall. It's time we took matters into our own hands. Yes, well, let's not get too carried away, Mrs. Plimtree. We're going to get the doctor back, not declare a republic. Right you are, Vicar. Find out what that racket is, will you? It's, um, well, it's the villagers. And the reverend's with them. It sounds to me, gentlemen, like you have something of an uprising on your hands. Deal with it, Hexworthy. But... Uh, Deal with it! Uh, or would you rather I did? Well, we're here. What happens now? We fight! No, Mrs. Plimtree. I shall go up and knock on the door. Sir Basil will see me. Be careful, sir. He's got a lot of cutthroats working for him these days. Oh, rubbish, Mrs. Plimtree. I'll be perfectly safe. Reverend, what do you want? Oh, you know very well. We want the doctor released unharmed. And I want my tea tray back. Oh, hang your tea tray. Well, Squire, or must we involve Exeter City Police in the matter? Step forward, Reverend. We'll talk. Agreed. Be careful, Mr. Woolsgrove. Trust me. Now, really, Basil, what in heaven's name are you playing at? I don't know what to say, Monty. I really don't. It's all 
rather got out of hand. It's him, isn't it? That Thrain character. Ever since he turned up, you've been... I know, I know. I don't know what to do, old thing. Yes, you do. You're a good man, Basil. Now let the doctor go. Oh, yes, you're right, you're right. I shall return shortly. Thane, I must say this has gone on long enough. You may go. Doctor, I apologize for keeping you. And what do you say to that? You may go. I am grateful for the donation of your spectrometer, but I warn you. Attempt to interfere in my quest, and I shall massacre these Earth peasants. Now look here! Oh, shut up! Well, Doctor, does my threat ring true? It does. You're a cruel man, Thrain, and, I suspect, a coward. But I agree. For now, lead on, Sir Basil. They're letting him go! Oh, I'm so glad you're safe! They didn't hurt you, did they? Not at all. Thank you, Reverend. You're more than welcome, and you have Mrs. Plimtree to thank for most of it. Oh, okay. <laughs> now, let's get you back to civilization. An excellent idea. Dash it all, Thane. We've turned the whole village against us. All for your blasted spectrometer. Spectrometer. Those are my people out there, you know. My friends. We no longer require them. The hunt may now begin. Things no monster! Pity! Pity! Damn you, Lethbridge Stewart! You will die for this! You will die! Then you shall have to catch me first, won't you? You can't get away, Lethbridge Stewart! I am the greatest hunter in the galaxy! Thank you all very much for coming to my rescue. And thank you for coming to mine. Yes. Well, that was a childish trick of Thrain's, but it worked. Who is he, Doctor? No one in the village has had a proper look at him. You might say he's an exiled foreign aristocrat. He's certainly not from Devonshire, I can tell you that. (laughs) Yes, well, quite. What does he want? In short, he wants to claim the creature that's been making those hoof prints as a trophy, Reverend. Oh... Come now, Doctor. You mean there really is some sort of hoofed fiend wandering about the countryside? I can scarcely believe it. I can. I've seen it. (gasps) Oh, my. You did? When? On the way back here from the manor. Well, 
I didn't see it. It's invisible. Oh. But I saw it leave tracks, and I think it saw that I was cold, and it stopped to warm me in the snow. Oh, then it is a devil. No, Mrs. Plimtree. It's an extraterrestrial life form. A what? Huh? From a very distant world. I, uh, I think I'm going mad, or you are, Doctor. One of us has to be. Oh, put yourself together, Reverend. <laughs> Whatever this creature is, Doctor, what must we do? Now there's the question. Before Sarah and I came here, this Thrain had the means to hunt the creature, but he evidently failed. Because he was still trying to catch it in our time. Yes. In your time? I was coming to that. Yes, I'm very much afraid that in providing Thrain with my spectrometer, he's now sure to succeed in killing his prey in this period. You mean we might have changed the entire course of history? Precisely. Oh, well, that's just great. Oh, good Lord. Have some more tea, Reverend. Oh, yes, yes, thank, thank you. Oh, who could that be? What if it's Thrain? Well, it's not. It's Sir Basil. Good evening, sir. Ah, quite the welcoming party. Can't say I blame you. Uh, Doctor, uh, Miss Smith, uh, Mrs. Plimtree, Reverend. And what may we do for you on this inclement evening, Squire Hexworthy? That's what I'd like to know. Oh, I mean, the, the, the fact is... Well, the fact is that I have been a dreadful, dreadful fool. A clod and an oaf. I have betrayed my community and... Uh, and you, Woolsgrove, out of petty ambition and, and greed and cowardice. I'm a rotter and a snake and a bally idiot. And I'm very, very sorry. Can you ever forgive me? Well, Reverend? <sighs> oh, come in before I change my mind. I must say, this is very, very decent of you. I suppose you'll be wanting some tea, Sir Basil? Uh, well, only if you're having some. <laughs> Why did you come, Basil? Because Thrain's mad, dash it. And what he was offering me wasn't worth the cap. What was he offering you? A very good question. A rifle like his, Miss Smith. Doctor, you should see that whiz-banger go. With a gun like that, I could have bagged every elephant in Africa. Then there'd be no elephants left in Africa, would there? Indeed. Uh, I, I, I don't mean every single one. But even all those mountains of ivory couldn't buy me back my standing in the village. In the end, I realise that's all that really matters to me. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Your tea, sir? Thank you. Oh, your tea tray. Oh, thank you. <laughs> now look here, my good fellow. It's wonderful that you've come here, but we're going to need you to go back to the manor. Back to the manor? Why? Because Thrain has my spectrometer and we must get it back. Oh, uh, well, as a point of fact, he doesn't. I do. Oh, well done, Sir Basil. It is yours, after all. My dear fellow, thank you. Thank you very much indeed. And that's not all, Doctor. There was no way I was getting out of there with his rifle and bombs, but I did manage to pilfer this. His resonator. 
That's right. But whatever is it? <laughs> it's what he intends to use to bait the creature. How? By emitting hadesium particles. You mean like back at the laboratory? Of course. That's it, Sarah. That's it. Oh, for goodness sake, Doctor, what's what? Chilton's superconductor facility is nothing but a larger version of this device. So that whole project was just his way of drawing out the creature again? That's my thesis, yes. Oh, no. What's wrong? Sir Basil, it seems that on your way over here, somehow you managed to activate it. And what does that mean? It means we're in serious trouble. Shut it off. I'm not sure I follow, Doctor. It's sending out a climbing pulse of radiation, similar but not identical to that of the creature. And I'm assuming that isn't a good thing. Hardly. It means the Ice Walker will see us as an existential threat and is no doubt coming this way. Oh, wonderful. And I thought we got on. Then put it out, Doctor. I'm trying, Madam. Well, Doctor? It's too late. You mean... I fear so. Uh, that last pulse will have sent the poor brute into a blind rage. And headed this way, right? Yes. Oh, heaven preserve us! Then it's probably not a good idea we stick around waiting for it. You're right. We have to hide. Quickly! Sir Basil. Sir Basil! Where in hell's name are you hiding, man? My dear Thrain. What? No! No! They're gone. He took them. He took them. Right. Greyhound three. I receiving me. This is Greyhound 1, over. <laughs> Greyhound 3, do you read me? Over. If you're hoping to transmit outside this facility, I have some bad news for you. Why am I not surprised? You might as well give up, you know. I'll make it quick and clean. Thank you for the offer, Chilton. But I think I'll take my chances. You can't beat me, Brigadier. I was trained in this hour from infancy. Yes, well, Sandhurst wasn't exactly a charm school either. We'll just have to see who wins the day, won't we? Lethbridge Stewart, out. But 
why here? Because it's the most easily defensible place in the vicinity. Defensible place? But we're not under attack, are we? Of course we are. Keep up. Quickly, all of you. We must barricade the doors. Barricade? How about the benches? Good idea, Sarah. I'll help. And me. Do be careful. The date from the 17th century. How long do we have, do you think? Unless it's been damaged, my spectrometer should be able to pick up the creature's hadesium signature as soon as it's in range. But is there anything else that might ward it off? Other than a stack of church pews? Well, what were you thinking, Vicar? I don't know. Holy water, perhaps. Or a circle drawn in chalk. Chalk circles, holy water. Smells like potpourri to me. I've always liked the smell of potpourri. Not potpourri, Mrs. Plintry. Potpourri. Smells and bells. The long finger of a womb. What's that got to do with the price of fish? Oh, you, you must forgive Sir Basil. He lives in terror of finding papists under the bed. You may scoff, but mark my words. What's that blasted thing doing now? Doctor, it's in range, isn't it? Yes, it's coming. Give it up, Brigadier. You're a rat in a trap. You of all people should know that that is when a rat is at its most dangerous. How true. I would hate it if taking your life was anything less than a challenge. Last. Oh, then again. Where can you be hiding? Who says I'm hiding? I'm signalling from the roof. Ten minutes from now, my people will destroy this place with an airstrike. Do you know something? Somehow, I don't believe you. Time to die, Brigadier. What? You're saying? Huh. It mustn't chafe. A hunter like you falling for the oldest trick in the book. Drop the gun. Drop yours. No, I think not. Well, it seems we're at a bit of an impasse. No, not really. I snatched one of your fancy grenades when we tousled, old chap. Drop your gun or we die together. Doctor! That's it! Oh, upon my soul! Oh, thanks for service! It's here. What 
do we do? I wish I brought my Dixon, or even a stout cudgel. That would only make it angrier. How do we stop it being angry? I'm not sure. Oh, either way, you'll be in here in no time. Oh, it's all my fault. If only I hadn't brought that confounding contraption with me. Oh, basil, that's it, the resonator. It hasn't helped us so far. How much lift does your weather balloon have, Reverend? I, uh, I'm not sure. Why? Because someone needs to draw that creature away from here. Oh, you can't leave. Wish me luck. Just wait a minute. The thing isn't finished. All right, Brigadier. Point made. You can deactivate it now. We both know you're bluffing. Am I? You may pride yourself on your prowess as a killer. But I doubt you'd be willing to lay down your life for the greater good. That's the difference, you see, between a hunter and a soldier. As I said, we go together. No! Soldiering. I'm coming, my friend. I'm coming. should carry my weight, more or less. Now, now, old chap. Give me a minute to untie the balloon's mooring ropes. My dear are you mad? Unfortunately not. But with any luck, I should be able to draw that creature away from the village. There we are. But the steering system needs more work. Well, I'll just have to manage then, won't I? Oh, at least let me come with you. You don't know how to fly it. It'll be lighter and faster if I go alone. But don't worry, I'm a quick learner. Doctor, please be careful. Aren't I always, Sarah? <laughs> I'd better not answer that. <laughs> Doctor! I don't believe it. He's done it. He'll break his bally neck. He'll break every dash bone in his body. We have to get after them. Come on! Oh. Amazing! Yeah. What are you smiling about? My balloon! It works! Oh, hurry up! <laughs> uh, oh, come on! Steer! Steer! <coughs> Ooh, oops, a daisy! <laughs> Sorry! I hope you weren't too fond of that chimney. Oh, look at that out there. Good evening, madam. Don't worry, the vicar will see that it's repaired. There he is. Oh, oh dear. He's not quite got the hang of it, has he? The damn fool could come down anywhere. But we have to get after him. Oh, but we'll never keep up on foot. We have to try. 
I know. Miss Smith, Mrs. Plimtree, help Sir Basil get the wagon out. Well, where are you going? I'm to wake the Archangel Gabriel. There. That's more like it. That's it, old chap. This way. Follow me. There we go. I say, what a view. Oh, good lad, Gabriel. <laughs> Giddy up. Any sign of him? Oh, there. There. Ah, uh, I see him. He appears to be leading it away from civilization. At least there's some moonlight we've never spotted. Oh, what was that? It's flames. He's trying to shoot it down. And thanks to your moonlight, he's an easy target too. If he ignites the hydrogen in that thing, the doctor's cooked. But that's funny. <laughs> oh, doctor, you do make things entertaining. He's been hit! Oh, heaven help him! He's going down! Whoa, 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 boy! Oh. Oh. Reverend, why have we stopped? Because he's heading for the river, Miss Smith. Gabriel's taken us as far as he can. We'll have to catch him up on foot. Then what are we waiting for? Come on! Oh. Yes. <laughs> there you are, my friend. The kill draws near. Ha! Oh dear. Ah, looks like I'm on thin ice here. Oh no! Doctor! Oh, you wait, my girl, it's too dangerous. Well, where is he? Up ahead, he's landed on the river. At least he's still in one piece. He won't be if that ice breaks. I told you ice was dangerous. Oh, ice is the least of our worries, Mrs. Plimtree. It's Chilton. Thwain. Exworthy, there's a price for betrayal on my world, Squire. No! Monty! Monty! Reverend! Is he all right? I don't know. Get off him, both of you. I'll stay here. Mrs. Plimtree, come on. We have to get to the doctor before Chilton does. Oh, oh, Monty. Basil. Monty, you're alive. Winged, but otherwise doughty. Help me up. Certainly. Oh, Monty. If anything ever happened to you... Yes? I, I don't know what I'd do with myself. Oh. Come on, old thing. Let's go and help the doctor. Absolutely. 
Wait! Wait! See? There's no threat to you. It was this, that's all. Stay where you are. You'll melt it. Good grief. Uh, <laughs> on thin ice, eh, Doctor? Very funny. And you, my friend, are about to win me my freedom. No, 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 please. Don't kill me. Please, please. No. You've won, old chap. You're safe. You don't need to hurt him. He's beaten. You idiot. He'll kill us both. I don't think so. Not when I show him I mean what I say. Remember this thing, old chap? It's gone. My resonator. You fool. You fool. On the contrary, I think you'll find I've just saved our lives. No. Stop. We mean you no harm. Thank you, Sarah. Remember me? You helped warm me today in the cold. Thank you for that. I... I'm Sarah. Good lord! What's the girl doing? I don't know. But that thing seems to be listening. What? That's right. And this is the doctor. Hello. A pleasure to make your acquaintance. We really are sorry about all this. Not all people are like him. Hello. Keep it away from me. Well, I can vouch for that. Oh, and if you should come across a man called Brigadier Lethbridge-Stewart at some point in the future, please do go easy on him. What do we do now? Leave that to me. I say, my dear fellow, I can't say I know much about your physiology, but I understand that your natural habitat is somewhat mountainous. I wonder if that rocky outcrop on the hill up there might suit you. What's it doing? You know the local legends as well as I do, Sarah. And I think our friend has found an ideal place to hibernate. In the tour? Yes. I'd say the granite-endowed tour must be particularly piezoelectric. Quite fascinating. Invisible it may be, but it's still rather magnificent, isn't it? Yes, Sir Basil, it most certainly is. Can we take the Reverend home now? Uh, I'm quite all right, Mrs Plimtree. You may well be, but I'll catch my death if I stay out here much longer. But what about Thrain or Chiltern or whatever his name is? Yes, what about... Uh, uh, where is he? He's gone. You think you've won, Doctor? If it takes me a hundred years, I'll claim my prize and make you regret that you ever heard my name. Do you see if I don't? A hundred years? <laughs> the man can't have meant that, surely? No, Sir Basil. It'll take him much longer than that. And on that note, Sarah, we'd better go and stop him.
Ooh. Oh, that blasted blue cabinet of yours again. Oh, police, public, call box. Oh, you never told us you were with the constabulary doctor? He isn't. We aren't. But whatever is it? It's where we leave you, I'm afraid. Leave us? In that thing? How? Wait and see, Reverend. Goodbye, Mrs. Primtree. Sir Basil. Goodbye to you all. Thanks for everything. Farewell. Bye. Uh, yes, um, goodbye. Mad as March hares. Both of them. Oh, heavens above. Oh, say. Vicar? Well, now, there's another mystery to ponder. <laughs> what now? Back to the lab? Well, as close as we can get to it. Goodness knows how the Brigadier's faring. But we've got to save him if we can. And stop Chilton, of course. He's had nearly one and a half centuries to prepare for this, though, hasn't he? Yes, but thanks largely to you, that little chat with our Ice Walker friend may have nudged the balance. Come on, old girl, don't let me down now. This is the moment, my friend. Finally. Kill us both. You'll kill us! No, 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 don't hurt me! Don't hurt me! Stop! Please. Help me, Brigadier. Help me. I'm doing my best. Although it wouldn't entirely ruin my day if he tore you limb from limb. Oh, oh, for pity's sake, let me do it. Please! I'm begging you! That's right. Brigadier Alistair Gordon Lethbridge Stewart. At your service. How did you ever know that? Well, I'll be. I might have known. How do you do? Hello there. What a mess. At least someone had the good sense to switch off that hazesium coil. Where the devil have you two been? Oh, only as far as the village, Brigadier. Give or take a century. Oh, hello again. I see you've become acquainted with Dull Tor's genius loci. See isn't quite the word, Doctor, but yes, we've met. Decent sort of chap, if you ask me. Aren't you, old thing? That's enough. The beast is mine, Doctor. 
cannot deny me. My liberation awaits. No! 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 I'll deal with this. Chilton, you are under arrest. Take him away, Corporal. Sir. The great hunter, eh? What'll happen to him? Oh, we'll put him on ice somewhere, Miss Smith. Never fear. Good. He should be used to that. And what about our invisible friend, Doctor? What should we do about him? I think you'll find he's already gone, Brigadier. Gone? Where? Ah, space. No. Back up the hill to Dal Tor. Oh. You mean he lives there? How? Quite happily, I imagine. Yes. The granite around here is particularly piezoelectric. <laughs> is it indeed? Well, I can't stand around talking to you two all day. I need to ring the minister to give him the bad news about the lab. And then... I think I need a little lie down. So that's it. The great Devon mystery solved at last. No, not really. Our little adventure may have explained the Ice Walker's tracks, but not all the others. Oh, come on, it must do. Well, must it? All those footprints that appeared in people's back gardens as they slept? Over all those walls and haystacks? And across all those rooftops and fields, in every direction for miles and miles? The Ice Walker certainly couldn't have made all of them. Then what did? Who can say? Then again, a little mystery in life is a good thing, don't you think? Oh, but... but, uh, I mean... Uh... Oh, there we are. I've just set the coordinates for the village. The village? Yes. I think you and I are overdue a very well-earned cream tea. Oh. And, and listen to this bit. <laughs> Several of the very superstitious draw long faces and say it must be the marks of old... Don't say his name in the vicarage. Ah, quite right, Reverend. Of old, you know who. <laughs> Others conjecture that it must be some monkey which has escaped a travelling menagerie <laughs> with something on its feet. <laughs> Here you are, gentlemen. A lovely fresh oh, brew. Oh, splendid, Mrs. Plimtree. Uh, Thank you. Uh, and enough tea cakes to feed an army. Then pour yourself a cup of tea and help us to go to war on them. <laughs> oh, don't mind if I do, sir. Oh, Basil, read her that bit about the monkey. Oh, oh my, they're not blaming monkeys now, are they? Oh, Others conjecture that it must be some monkey which has escaped a travelling menagerie with something on its feet. 
but all wished the enigma unraveled. Ah, I don't know. Me neither. Nor I. Old Dell can rest easy up there on his tour. His secret's safe with us. Quite right, Mrs. Printry. Quite right.